Four of the record should reflect that Mr. Brooks is now present in the main courtroom uh, prior to reopening following the break. I did invite him back into the courtroom and he is here. I trust you are ready with your closing argument, sir. I'm ready to address subject matter jurisdiction as well, too. That request is denied. Just for the record, I was addressing it for both courtrooms here in courtroom number, I think it's 20. Mr. Brooks, I'm going to bring the jury out. Are you prepared to present your closing argument? I would like for you to prove subject matter jurisdiction on the record, Your Honor. I'm not addressing that any further than I've addressed already, sir. There's a written decision. I remind you of that. In that written decision, did, did I receive, uh, well, actually, I didn't receive anything. Was there copies made? Mr. Brooks, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you prepared with your closing argument? I'm going to have the jury brought out. There's no I'm other in, legal arguments I I'm need to address of, from you at this time. I'm informed of what you're saying. I was merely asking, was there copies made of your, you say, a written decision? Sir, my, record, my written decision has been filed into the record. That is done electronically. You are provided with a written copy previously. Are you asking for another copy of that, sir? Yeah, because I, I don't have it. As a courtesy, I'll have my clerk print off a copy and provide that to you. Is it proven subject matter jurisdiction? Your objection to the lack of jurisdiction has been noted repeatedly on the record. It is a meritless argument. I've indicated that in my written decision as to why there is subject matter jurisdiction. And I will continue forward with the final stages of this trial, which I hope include your closing argument and then the final instructions to the jury. I will hope it proves subject matter jurisdiction on the record too. All right, I will instruct the jury to come out for the record. The written decision is once again being provided to the I defendant. accept for value and return for value this document as it is not based in lawful law. And it does not prove subject matter jurisdiction whatsoever. It refers to a, some complaint that was filed in uh, the name of a trust, not my name. Were you aware of that, Your Honor? Mr. Brooks, the jury has been asked to be brought out. I mean, I've requested that they be brought out. They're on their way. Were you aware Please of that? Please be prepared with your closing argument. Were you aware of that, Your Honor? Or is that a tacit agreement that you don't have to answer any questions as a public servant? All right. So that is a tacit agreement. Record to reflect the jury is coming out. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated.
Go ahead, sir. You may begin your closing argument. I'm not ready to begin closing arguments. So this is your opportunity to provide your closing argument to the jury. Please start. I've uh, started the timer I'm uh, of one hour. I'm informed of that, Your Honor, but I'm not ready to proceed as I don't understand the uh, reason why the questions asked before the jury was present were not answered. There, there are issues that needed to be addressed outside of the jury, as you always say, which I don't understand why the jury deserves Mr. to Mr. Brooks, to this is your opportunity to present your closing argument to the jury. Please do so. I'm informed of that, but the jury needs to understand the truth, their rights, and their duties, as they have not been informed of their truth, their rights, and their duties. Mr. Brooks, the court has begun the instruction process. Uh, I read 73 pages this morning. And into the early afternoon, I have another 30-plus pages to read. Did you inform They will be informed of the law. Did you inform them that they Mr. can Brooks, notify the law? Mr. Brooks, you do not have that right to request that. And Were I'm advising informed? you one more time, this is your opportunity to provide your closing argument. Please begin. I intend to. When ready, I just want to know if the jury was informed that they can nullify the law. Uh, Mr. Brooks, are, you have they no have right the to power. make that argument to the jury. It's true. They have the power. Um, all right. I'm going to excuse the jury. They should, they should know that they have the power. Please rise for the jury. So what you're hearing is essentially you true. Please be seated. Mr. Right. Brooks, you do not have a right to request jury nullification directly from this jury. I direct your attention. He's not asking uh, for jury nullification. What he's asking is, did she notify the jury that they have the power and the right to nullify? Well, you are not incorrect that the jury has the power to nullify. They don't have the right to do so, and no party has the right to instruct or to request an instruction or to argue jury nullification. You may talk in terms of fairness in general terms, but you may not go further. You may not argue that the jury should discard the instructions in the law uh, and find you not guilty for that reason. You may not use the phrase jury nullification. You've done that now at least three times in earshot of the jury uh, twice uh, while you were in the other courtroom. I was able to mute half of what you said the second time, and then, of course, you raised that once again while in front of the jury just now. Um, you also indicated you weren't um, ready to give your closing argument. Sir, this is the time has come for you to give your closing argument. If you choose not to do so at this time, then you will forfeit your right to present a closing argument by your conduct. I haven't made any such choice, so you can't coerce me into a constitutional right uh, waiver when I have not waived a constitutional right. 
and I will not allow you as a public servant to do that. I have not made a choice. Sir, this, the time has come for you to present your closing argument. Are you making a judicial determination that you're denying me a constitutional right in open court I have not made such a record. determination as of yet, but you can forfeit your constitutional rights Under by what conduct. lawful law? Uh, Illinois versus Allen, state versus Anthony. Illinois versus Allen does not reference anything pertaining to Well, see, again, uh, here we go back into what I was speaking about earlier. She's, she's citing judicial uh, law. She's citing constitutional law. However, decision. The, the courts uh, follow judicial law. They follow the, 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 the rulings the of other judges. Of Illinois versus Allen uh, to then find that a defendant could forfeit an important constitutional right by conduct. In State versus Anthony, it was not the right to be present in the courtroom. It was the right to testify. Okay, so no, none of those reasoning, that you just named have anything to do with the closing arguments, Your Honor. You, you've used Illinois versus Allen repeatedly to when it comes to me being removed from the courtroom. Not one time did it bring up anything dealing with a closing statement or a closing argument. So how is that same uh, statute being used for something that it doesn't even refer to or pertain to? Mr. Brooks, the Allen decision, Illinois versus Allen, and the Anthony decision, which is State versus Anthony, are two examples of cases where a defendant lost a very important constitutional right because that right was forfeited by the conduct of that particular defendant. And that was to be present in trial, correct? The right to present a closing argument is no different. Because it is not evidence, um, it could be said that it doesn't even rank as high as the right to testify, which is guaranteed by the constitutions which I was denied the I'm right not prepared to, to be make able that ruling here to. yet today but I will tell you this sir the time has now come for you to present a closing argument there will be no further delays it's I not will delay. not be taking any further um, adjournment what, what he should be doing prepare. is presenting his closing argument as what his argument is to the judge that should be if that's what he wants to reserve on record then that's what you make argument. as your closing argument it is up. My constitutional sir right. please don't interrupt he's just trying to delay the process no once so let's Twice. make that correct once that's the third time okay now you can say so mr brooks See, he's being I'm advising you yet again. The time has now come. That's that another name, interruption. The time has now come for you to present your closing argument to this jury. And you were brought back over to this courtroom for that purpose. I'm going to let them That's know. That's another interruption. No, I'm going to let them know that they have rights and they, they should be told, informed of the truth. It's not me are trying to give. Are you telling me, sir, that it's you not are trying going to, to give. Dis Let me ask you a no, question. Hello. I'm not trying to give any sir, jury instruction. Sir, you're interrupting me and you haven't let me finish. So are you telling me that you are going to disregard my very clear directive to you to not bring up the topic of jury nullification? That's not what I said. I'm ask That's why I'm asking you. I don't understand that question because that's not what I said. Sir, you may not argue jury nullification I'm to this I'm going to jury. inform them of the truth. So you're going to inform them that they have the power of jury nullification. They do have the. You just said on the record that they have the power for Sir, uh, I direct your attention. You just said that. Did again. you not just say that, Your Honor? 
Sir, you said jury, I couldn't instruct them. The jury on has that. the power, but not the right to nullify. Right. A you said party, the power. You said the listen power. Listen to me, sir. You're interrupting me once again. So I'm going to inform them that they have the power. Are you telling me, sir? I'm that not you telling you no such thing. I, I just told you what you just said. My directive to you to not. He's making a good argument because this is very important. These these are some of the arguments that, that I make power to on my channel to we the people because the jury is is not allowed to know specific facts about about your defense. And this is what he's written. No party has the right to argue for jury nullification. I'm not arguing for it, Your Honor. In I just want them case, to be informed. The, I just want them sir, merely to be informed. You can That's call it. it informing, making them aware. Yeah, they, should, they should be aware of the You are not rights. allowed to make them aware of their power to nullify. That how is an improper argument. Your Honor, how can I not inform them that they have a power? That's dangerous there. How because can that I not, is not inform right them of a power that they have? That's dangerous. I'm not giving a new jury instruction. That That's not what I'm there arguing. There's no jury instruction for jury nullification, yeah, I'm sir, not, because I'm not, it's not allowed. I'm not attempting to give them a new jury instruction. I'm merely attempting to inform them of the power that they have. Mr. That's Brooks, not against the law. I'm advising you one more time. You may not raise the issue of jury I'm going, nullification before this jury. I'm going to, I'm going to this inform jury. them of the power that they have. I'm not you giving are telling them, me that I'm not you giving are them a jury instruction on telling them about jury nullification. That's, that's what I hear you saying. That's not what I said, though. Don't mischaracterize what I'm saying. You just read and said that they have the power. They have the power to do that. So how how is informing them? It's an inherent them, power that they have. They are not to be instructed on it. That I'm, is very clear in the law. In addition honest. to no, let me finish. In addition to the case that I just cited, see the I thing cite of it is, is how does the jury know the they jury have that power if they're not the, instructed the that they law have note that on power? Jury nullification 705. This is essentially what he's um, arguing. What that says, sir, is I'm not going to read it all. It's many, many pages, but the bottom line is, it is improper for a court to allow a defendant or a defense attorney to make an argument or make the jury aware um, that they have the power to nullify a verdict. And Your Honor, you just added this last night. That's why I had to sit there for an hour in the holding cell and wait for you to change the whole paperwork because I brought that up. So you never intended for this to even be an issue. Mr. Brooks, it never was brought up. If you but think then I when I raised the issue, Your Honor, let me that finish. I'm not prepared to deal with an argue on jury nullification. I didn't say, I, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. In all fairness, that's not what I said. The record should accurately reflect that you were kept in that holding cell Why was I kept so in there? that my clerk could finish adding the a jury instruction that was not there. Six verdict forms, and it's times two because there's a guilty and a not guilty okay. for each. No, let me finish. So, how did, so how did I have, why did I have to sit here for that where I could have just went to my cell and had it delivered? We had this Mr. at the Brooks. end of last at the end of last night before you call recess. I'm not going to debate we had that a whole, topic with we you We had further. a whole conversation about Mr. Brooks. You me are bringing up about the jury nullification, disregarding this court. You, re, Here we you go can with this. roll your eyes Here at we, me because all you want. It's ridiculous, Your Honor. You 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 just stated that they have the power to nullify 
Would you any like, long, if you would like, but then I will I said, read this to you, sir, the part of the case that's important, but you're not letting me get a word in edgewise. I'm trying my best not to remove you to the other courtroom, but that is oftentimes what I need to do in order for this court to make a full record without you interrupting me. But you need to be fully aware that you may not raise the issue of jury nullification in front of this jury. It is not an allowable argument or an advisement or making them aware. However you want to describe that, sir, whatever verbiage you want to put in front of it, you may not do so. And this court has the power and the authority to limit what you say to this jury, even in a closing argument. And if you're telling me through your conduct, through your words, that you are going to disregard that direction, you will forfeit your right to present a closing argument. Under what lawful law? Under State versus Anthony. That's, that, it doesn't refer to that. State versus it, Anthony it may not have dealt with. It hasn't dealt with closing the right arguments. right to a closing argument, sir, it, but the reasoning you just said nonetheless is fully nope. applicable. No, because you can't, the more you can't general change the law, Your Honor. You can't change the law. That's practicing law from the, the bench. I'm not changing the law, sir, but the general principle. I know you used to be in legislation, but you can't practice law from the bench. Sir, I'm you not can't practicing do that. law from the bench. I you are if you're changing, if you're, ch Your Honor, I'm not you're, making, attempting, you're attempting to make a, 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 a separate case pertain to something here that, it, that, that doesn't even pertain to it. It has nothing to do with a closing argument. Nothing that you just so, named. Not Mr. Illinois Brooks, versus Allen. I Island. would like to make a record. Would you please show the courtesy and respect for I will, me Your to Honor. do that? I will. All right. So looking at the Anthony case, all right, and that case starting at Head Note 7, Paragraph 54, says the following, and you need to let me get all the way through it. We have recognized two distinct ways in which a defendant may give up his rights, waiver and forfeiture. State versus Pino is the first citation that they reference. Waiver is the intentional relinquishment or abandonment of a known right. Multiple citations there, I won't repeat them all. Waiver typically applies to those rights so important to the administration of a fair trial that mere inaction on the part of a litigant is not sufficient to demonstrate that a party intended to forego that right, state versus Soto. Forfeiture, on the other hand, often involves the failure to make the timely assertion of a right. That's a cite to the Dina case and Olano. Rights that are subject to forfeiture are typically those whose relinquishment will not necessarily deprive a party of a fair trial and whose protection is best left to the immediacy of the trial, such as when a party fails to raise an evidentiary objection. However, there is a second aspect of forfeiture, doing something incompatible with the assertion of a right. State versus Vaughn, 2012 Wisconsin Appellate 129, citing Illinois versus Allen, 397 uh, U.S. 337. They went on, the court, that is the Wisconsin Supreme Court in Anthony. As previously noted, we have held that the right to testify is subject to waiver, not forfeiture, insofar as a defendant's inaction in asserting the right is concerned. We now conclude that the right to testify may, in appropriate cases, be subject to forfeiture where conduct 
incompatible with the assertion of the right is at issue. They go on to discuss Allen, which was not a right to testify, but was a right to be present. And I am utilizing the guidance from Illinois versus Allen and State versus Anthony. It directly guides this court that a defendant may forfeit a right by conduct by doing something incompatible with the assertion of a right. In this particular case, you are very clearly telling me you are going to disregard what I told you about notifying the jury about nullification. You have absolutely no right to raise that in front of the jury. It is improper. And unless you're willing to tell me you will honor this ruling of mine, then you will forfeit your right to present a closing argument. That's something that definitely that has to be looked ruling. at. That is my ruling. I object to that ruling, Your Honor. That's a good objection. I object to that ruling. Are you willing to make a closing argument, sir, that does not reference jury nullification? I'm going to inform, inform the jury of their power. Again, I never stated that I was making a new jury instruction. I never sta in, uh, stated anything like that. And every case law that you just stated made no reference to closing arguments. It was all pertaining to uh, being present for the proceedings of trial and for testifying. Sir, Not what one I'm time did you, you, hold on, I let, Your Honor, with all due respect, I let you make your record. I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. Not one case law that you just cited made any reference whatsoever to a closing argument. Not one. So how is me merely informing the jury of the power and the rights that well, they have? Well, she's citing case law that pertains to courtroom behavior how is through that procedure. A forfeiture of being able to give a closing argument. Well, in addition to the cases I just cited, sir, I'd also point you to State versus Bajerkas, 163 Wisconsin 2nd at 549. Well, that's a, lot of, that's that's a, a court of appeals cases, case from 1991. That is the first published appellate decision in Wisconsin to consider directly several issues relating to the jury nullification issue. In that particular case, the court very clearly said that the defense counsel in that case was allowed to talk in terms of fairness in general terms, but not to go further and could not argue that the jury, quote, should disregard the instructions and the law and find her not guilty because it seems fair. That's a description of jury nullification. To use the words jury nullification would run afoul even more. And so I am telling you that given my inherent authority in controlling the mode and order of this court to ensure courtesy, decorum, and civility, and to ensure that this jury is presented with arguments that are proper under the law, I am hereby telling you I am in, in under judicial law. For your judicial closing law argument to protect the that judicial you may court. not raise the issue of jury nullification in any way. Your Honor, hold up. Hold up now. I'm the only one that has to be made rules for for closing arguments. 
but not the prosecution? How is that fair? How is that balanced? Mr. Brooks, I'm squarely faced with your defiance regarding the issue of jury nullification it's that is defiance. requiring it's me to address this issue and to tell you very Honor, expressly that that is the rule I vehemently for your object closing to that. argument. Vehemently object to that. Your objection is noted for the record. But May I ask for a legal reconsideration stands. of your ruling? That request is denied. May I uh, respectfully ask for a uh, Matter of fact, I reject that ruling and take exception to that ruling. You're for the record, may I request a legal or factual basis for your ruling? Not one pertaining to being present in the courtroom or testifying. One that specifically talks about a closing argument. All of those requests are noted and will not reconsider. I've put my findings and my reasoning on the record, and I stand by that record. For the record, may I respectfully request a written judicial finding of facts and conclusion of law? Denied. For the record, may I respectfully move for interlocutory declaratory appeal on this matter? I'm not the forum for which an appeal would be sought, sir. I cannot well, answer that. You, you referred to it before. You would need so to direct your appeal to I'm a, confused, Your to Honor, a court of appeals, not this court. No, this is. I'm supposed to be in this admiralty court because you haven't. You haven't. Is the if if we're under Article Three, then we should be in common law court. That hasn't even been addressed. If we're in a common law court or an admiralty court, that's a baseless argument, sir. I don't and even need to address that. Again, this goes Based back into the straw man. What he's meritless. he's bringing up. Based on what law, in fact. Sir, I intend to bring this jury out and give you an opportunity that. to present a closing argument. Yeah, if but you you're violate, also, you're please also, let me, but sir, listen, you're interrupting you me yet rule, again. You just tried to put me under a rule that no one else was put under. The circumstances require that I implement this rule, sir, given your the stubborn defiance on your the Honor, issue of jury nullification. You can't place me under certain rules and not place the prosecution under the same rules. Sir, the circumstances of this case and your insistence on arguing jury nullification has resulted in this court creating this rule. I haven't argued it. I said that I wanted to inform the jury of their power. I never once said I'm going to make an argument. I'm going to give them a jury instruction. You may not advise them that. or make them aware in any way that they have the power And why not? Of jury why can't they be informed of their power? Because it would violate the Bajurkas decision, sir. Violate what decision? All right, sir, I am going to bring the jury out. And I'm going to inform them that they have the Majorcus, power. The and if you decision. do that, I will dismiss the jury and I will declare that your right to present you a closing do that. argument Under what has been law? forfeited based upon I make oral, how I've outlined that today. I'm not going to declare that at this point because I want to see what you will do. Uh, but if you raise the issue of jury nullification, I will immediately dismiss the jury. You will forfeit your right you can't to do that. Uh, present a closing under argument. Under what lawful law can you? And then if you continue to interrupt under what me, what lawful law? You will be removed to the other courtroom as I complete the instructions. So I'm being held in contempt again. Is it civil or criminal? Your Honor, All right. Go ahead. I apologize. May I ask the court to consider perhaps an alternative, and I fully respect the 
ruling the court has just made, and I understand the basis for it. We all know the defendant in his petulance will say jury nullification in the first three seconds the jury's in the room. Objection the to that. Proper I don't thing think to that do, I, I think, Your Honor. Stop interrupting, Attorney I don't think Hopper, I should please. be talked down to. Allow him to make his closing argument. I will object if he misstates the law. You can instruct the jury to disregard any misstatements of the law. And we continue in that fashion, if possible, for a reasonable amount of time. And if it becomes to the point where there's no reasonable, legal, credible argument that's being made, then the court can decide as to whether or not he's forfeited his right to a closing argument. But we could at least try to, by merely objecting and the court telling the jury to disregard and instructing Mr. Brooks to move on to the next topic, we could try to allow him his opportunity to provide a closing argument. If that's unworkable, then I think this record will be very clear as to the efforts of this court. And I think um, there there is materials in the bench book, or I'm sorry, the jury instruction 705 um, that talk about a jury instruction this court could even give um, telling the jury that they are not at liberty to disregard the law, but we're not going that far yet because, um, frankly, you have told them and you will tell them that closing arguments are not evidence. And um, I think they will abide by that. So I know it's going to require um, effort for the court to, to allow this to um, allow Mr. Brooks to try and proceed, but I think we should try that or something similar to that in an effort to get through this next step or else we will continue at this pace forever. It's very important what she just said. Very important that. what she just said in the end because this process can, can continue forever That's essentially. Come up with, Your Honor. I mean, I'm certainly willing to try it in this courtroom and the, if he disregards that to excuse the jury. But again, this is the prosecutor, and then the state, have him present from and the, the other judge courtroom would working be the together. Step, and then third would be a forfeiture. Agreed. Your Honor, I object to that. <coughs> Your objection is noted for the record. That will be the course of action that this court takes. The first time you violate uh, the rule, you may be subject to forfeiting your right to be present where you will give the closing argument from the other courtroom. Um, and if you continue in a blatant disregard of the requirement that you not reference in any way See, essentially this is how these judicial laws came into place because over time you had individuals uh, that understood what the constitution read as right, and they were using that as their defense and the courts couldn't do anything about it and essentially was dragging on forever and ever so you had judicial law that came into place these judges making opinions on these and 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 creating law essentially as he said earlier creating law from the bench to, to to prevent this type of I behavior. That so this is where your decorum comes in and, and all of these things. Your, your fancy Latin word. For the record, may I request a legal or factual basis for your ruling, Your Honor? Denied. 
For the record, may I respectfully request a written judicial finding of facts and conclusion of law on this issue, Your Honor? Denied. For the record, may I respectfully move for interlocutory declaratory appeal on this matter? I'm not the court to address that. For the record, may I move to stay these proceedings until this instant matter is adjudicated by a court of competent jurisdiction, which this court has no All subject right. matter jurisdiction? Denied. Under, uh, based on what law or fact? for the jury, please. Based on what law or fact? Because I'm going to inform the jury of their power. They deserve to know. So they've reached an impasse. And then, of course, the, the, the judicial power will come down on him and, and deny him his right of, of closing argument because it is an evidence. Thank you, everyone. Please be seated. Go ahead, Mr. Brooks, your closing argument, please. Good afternoon. It's been a long day. First off, I'd just like to start by uh, letting you guys know that uh, it's a lot of information that you guys should be privy to, I believe. And uh, one thing that I believe that you have not been privy to is the truth of your rights and your duties being the jury. Um, the fact that you and you alone have the power. Not um, well-prepared DAs with well-prepared and clearly rehearsed um, speeches and, and exhibits and a lot of theatrics frankly, not the judge. You and you alone have the power. You and you alone decide what is truth and what isn't truth. You should be informed that you have the power to nullify any law that you don't agree with. Objection. Move to strike the statement. Sustain. Objection. I will strike from the record the last statement made by the defendant, the jury is, will disregard it. Which is clearly what I've been saying. I believe that not only is it fair, but it's essential that you be privy to all knowledge, not knowledge that certain people feel that you should hear and shouldn't hear disguised under the color of law. Um, the fact of the matter is, just like I did with uh, my opening um, statements, I don't have a well-prepared or rehearsed speech. Um, I didn't look in the mirror and say certain points to myself over and over again and make sure I have them right or, or anything like that. I've chosen to speak from the heart. 
in my opening statements, and now I'm going to speak from the heart. What you won't hear me do is argue facts. And the reason you won't hear me argue facts is because I believe that it takes away from what should be recognized. The tragedy of this event, it should be recognized. <clears throat> Trying to argue facts of this, facts of that, I'm not going to waste your time doing that. It's a little emotional. I apologize for the long pause. hard to keep everything together emotionally um, and honestly I don't believe that I have any more tears left uh, it's, it's been a hard year um, for the families mostly um, and that should not be lost on, on anyone it, and it shouldn't be taken away I said it before and I'll say it again. It's a lot of people that are, are healing, that are attempting to heal. Um, that opens the door to talk about uh, forgiveness for a little bit. Um, with every healing process, there comes a, a forgiving process. It's not an easy thing for anyone. Uh, what you've been hearing from the prosecution, and not to take anywhere with, uh, anything away from them, but let's call it what it is. You've been hearing a lot of reruns. Same things over and over and over. No different than when you turn on the radio and you first hear that song that you don't like when you first hear it. But they play it so much that eventually you start saying it, the words to yourself before you even realize it. And then you sit and you go, I hate that song. Why am I singing it? That's what's been happening. Rerun. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Attempting to make things stick in your head that simply aren't true. Why do I say what am I saying? I say look at the testimony. You know, the the, the thing from the prosecution here has been Why do I say intent, intent, what am intent, I intent. We all know what's been said. We all know the picture that's been painted. 
even the prosecution said themselves. How can you look in somebody's head and say, this is what they intended to do? You know, for, for a year I've I've sat and gone through this. Feeling so powerless. You know. Letting other people run with the narratives. (laughs) Sitting back helpless while other people paint a picture that has zero truth, zero. I understand about healing myself, tragedy, pain, all that. A lot of it, there's no need to get into. Uh, Need to be specific, Daryl, like what? Like what, Daryl? I myself in my own life have had to do a lot of healing. as a man with children myself. It's almost like a confession. I find it hard to believe that anyone who's really had conversations with me, spent time around me, would think for one second that this is an intentional act. I've never heard of someone intentionally trying to hurt someone while attempting to blow their horn. Well, uh, attempting to alert people of their presence. Which brings me to more information that I believe that you should have been privy to. And I'm sure that the prosecution will beg to differ. But the fact of the matter is, the vehicle in question, make a model of 2010, Ford Escape, the vehicle in question, actually 2008, 2009, and 2010 of that model was in fact recalled. Objection. Misstatement of the facts. Facts not in evidence. Was in fact argument, Your Honor. Sustained. Was in fact recalled. Was in fact a class action lawsuit against Ford. Objection. For those model for those model vehicles. Sustained. The jury will disregard. Information that you should have been privy to. That you weren't allowed to be privy to. Why? I don't know. 
that information. Malfunctioning throttle bodies. Mr. Brooks, move out. It's information that you should have been privy to. Vehicles that malfunction and accelerate not being able to be stopped. Objection, that is key. It's information, it's information. Hold on. Go ahead. Move to strike statements by Sorry Mr. for Brooks. the interruption. There are facts, not in evidence, Your Honor, and it's complete misstatement. Sustained. How is it a misstatement when I have the information? Mr. Brooks, move on. This is information that... I feel like you needed to know. You should have known. Information that was taken away from you. Why? To prove a case? Information that you definitely should have been privy to. says the defendant has an utter disregard for human life. Utter disregard for human life. Not realizing that they're talk about a, talking about someone that has, again, has children. Talking about someone that Watch their children come out of the womb and be born into this world. Cut the umbilical cord. Held them before their mom even did. Daryl, you, you ran over 70 people, Daryl. Moments that I'll never forget. And yet they say disregard, utter disregard for human life. They made reference to a rage as if they were, or if this particular DA was right there, standing right there, as if this DA is a psychiatrist. I said to myself, what, rage, what do you mean rage? How can you characterize that? How can you have the audacity to diagnose what someone's brain is? Where it's at, what it's thinking, why it thinks the way it does. DA makes references to Blocks of no one being injured, but then says it's intentional. You add that up with the supposed rage, the supposed intent 
to harm and kill. And it doesn't doesn't kick in until well within blocks. And maybe it's just me, but I would think if I was characterizing someone with this intent to kill and, and this and this this rage and this anger. Then why weren't people immediately harmed? Why was someone with intent to kill and rage try to alert people of their presence? Repeatedly honk their horn. You you heard a detective, if you recall, testify that the vehicle that he observed was not only honking his horn, but was not speeding. So where does this rage kick in? Where does this insatiable intent to kill kick in? They speak as someone who's known someone for years. Which brings me back to the vehicle. What if the vehicle couldn't stop because of the malfunction? Objection fact, not in evidence. What if what if the driver of the vehicle was unable to stop the vehicle? Because of that fact, what if the driver may have panicked? That make the driver a, a crazed or not crazed a, 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 a rage? Does that make the driver in a rage and intent on killing people? DA played a exhibit seventeen. You don't see anyone struck in that vehicle. On that exhibit, you don't see anyone struck. With someone who had this intent to kill, this rage, as as she says, if that was their intent, wouldn't they have taken the opportunity to his many people as they could? Target people, mow down people. References made to this vehicle, the damage. says this is all caused by bodies, but then later turns around and says, hits barricades and other objects. Preferred testimony about hearing loud crashes and, and, and things of that nature, but the DA wants you to believe that this all came from people. 
evidence doesn't support that. So I go back to trying to wrap my head around everything that's happened in the last year. Praying for those families, praying for the people that tragically lost their life. Because that should not be lost either. The fact that there was lives lost. And all the emphasis has been put on the alleged defendant. And the people have been disregarded. Makes me wonder... Does the DA even care about those people? There's been prayers going up every day. It's been suffering on both sides. Threats, hate mail. Because of the narratives that's been put out there. The misconceptions that have been put out there. The lies that have been put out there. Lies that have caused my children not to be able to go to school. To be bullied. for my mother to have to leave her home and stay at a hotel because she's afraid for her safety. Because she gets hate mail shoved through her, her mailbox. My nieces and nephews to fear for their safety. been equally hard it's not only having to answer the questions from my daughter who was seven at the time my baby my baby girl who was seven at the time is now eight attempting to ask, answer her questions that she's asking and still continue to shield her from what she sees, what she hears. Having a newborn son that I haven't even been able to meet, haven't been able to hold, touch, kiss, having to navigate everything that comes with this whole situation 
while still attempting to wrap my head around me. I can't honestly say how many times I've sat in my cell, especially during lights out, alone, where it's just you. And just been praying and asking myself, how could this happen? Not just for the people, but for everybody involved, the community too. How could this happen? How? questions you can ask is those that don't have an answer. No matter how much thinking you do, no matter how much you try to look at it from different perspectives and listen to other outside perspectives and listen to people that you trust and that you love still coming up with nothing but to think for one second one 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 question I there you have to, to give answer. the jury something we hear your argument, but was you have to disprove what they're saying. You just can't never, say that they're lying, and the jury's going to say, okay, well, was. we're going to believe Daryl over what we have saw. You have to give them I something, Daryl. As a matter of fact, it never even crossed my mind to even attempt to ask myself that, because I know it wasn't. I know sometimes during this trial probably doesn't show. Maybe hard to believe. The prosecutor's gonna go in on him. She's gonna go ham, you know, because she has the, the state has the burden Trust of proof. Trust me when so I say no one. She gets the outside of the families that have argument. to go through this. No one's heart is more in pieces than mine. So again, I go back to all these exhibits. There was over with, pardon. Go back to everything that's been shown, everything that's been testified to. Everything you've heard 
during this whole process, this trial. And again, I say the same thing that I said earlier. Same thing I said in opening statements. I'm not reading from any paper, any books. Everything you've heard in opening statements, everything you're hearing now is from right here. Everything. <coughs> you have the decision. You and you alone, all of you, you have the decision. I'm sure you've taken a lot of notes during this process. Some days are longer than others. A lot of movement in and out of the courtroom for various reasons. The jury is not gonna feel sorry for you, partner. If that's what, if you're trying to win the sympathy of the jury, they're not going to do it. You have to disprove what the prosecutor said. You have to disprove the intent. You had all trial to bring up the Remember fact the of this, this the recall on, on the vehicle. Don't for one second let it be taken away from you. can never understand the position of sitting on a jury in, in something of this magnitude. So I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure. I pray that the right decision is made. the right decision. So almost like that, um, that message, well not message, but that writing we're in our vehicles and it, we got that rearview mirror and it said things are closer than they appear. But it's also another way of saying sometimes things aren't as they appear. speak for anyone else but me myself I believe in Jesus Christ 
So I was raised, that's what I believe in. None of us are perfect. But I try every day to make sure that I acknowledge him. That's why every time I step in this courtroom, I have my Bible with me everywhere I go. I even read it on breaks, recesses. This is not something that started at the beginning of this incident. This is something that has been instilled in me since I came out of the womb. This is how my family lives their life. This is how we was raised. mistakes that I myself have made in my life, I made peace with, with God. Made peace. I'm happy to say that my conscience is clear. Because I believe, I trust him with my life. <laughs> Nobody will never know why it was his will for this to happen. lives were changed that day, mine included. <coughs> God's way is not our own. And no matter how much sometimes we want to question, we have to have faith. Look inside yourself. Look inside yourself and make the right decision.
look inside your heart. You have everything in your hands now. Let the smoke and mirrors take away your power. Don't let the theatrics take away your power. Each and every one of you has a decision. Right. Make the right decision. go partner I mean you can't say nothing else you gotta stop at some point man it's hard to think about my younger kids getting older and at some point having to explain everything to them Kids don't stay kids forever. And nowadays, kids is frankly a lot smarter than we were when we was kids. I tell you that much. got a letter the other day my youngest daughter and she's still learning cursive right now so she's the best writer when it comes to cursive she'd rather print she said dad and this is from the letter she said dad 
Why are people saying all these mean things about you? I haven't read the rest of that yet, letter yet. So that sentence said, that's not the dad I know. This year I've been called a lot of things. And to be fair, I am a lot of things. A murderer is not one of them. Never has been, never will be. close my statements. I just want to say open your hearts. Like everybody just to Go put themselves in this man's position. Just right or wrong, this is your last opportunity to beg for your life. Just reflect on what this human being is going through in this moment. Regardless of, of any of the events, but just the pressure and stress that is, is on this, this particular human being at this time. Pray and do what you know is right.
you know is right. Think about everything you've heard. Think about everything you haven't been privileged to hear. Think about the whole entire picture. Make sure you yourself can live with it. Make sure you can live with it. That's the magnitude of the power that you have. Just like this tissue is in my hand, this is everything. You have everything. Be at peace with what you decide. <coughs> have no regrets. Don't let this decision weigh on you after it's over. Hopefully we got a long, lot, lot of living ahead of us. Lord willing. Don't look back and kick yourself in the behind. been about three weeks with you and took a lot of courage and a lot of guts to pause your life for this to put important things on hold to, to basically stop your life should be commended for being able to sit up here with this amount of pressure. I want you guys to know that's not lost on me. I'm sure it's a lot. And you all should be commended because it, it, it took courage to do this. I don't know, but I would bet a lot of people wouldn't want to be sitting in your position right now.
and you guys had the guts to do it. Thank you for that. Thank you for taking pretty much a month and setting it to the side for this. I know it's probably not proper, but you, you guys deserve a round of applause if you could get one. Thank you guys sincerely. And and I know and I and I have faith and I trust that. guys know what's right ladies and gentlemen I, just, I don't think it's fair to just say guys but I believe in your heart you know you know what's right very good observation Kieran yes the, there's my sentiments as well listening to him is complete narcissism that he feels that he can sit up here and and uh, pretty much manipulate the the empathy uh, of the jury. I guess. Before I give the state I guess. an opportunity um, to present rebuttal, please stand for a minute. So please stand. Have a seat, please. And Attorney Opper, I did time both closings. You have 1328 left. Thank you, Judge. I don't think that'll be an issue. Folks, let me just say this. Mr. Brooks stands here and professes to speak to you from his heart. He plays on your sympathy, he talks about his children talks about the hardships that he's encountered and his family's encountered and he brushes over the loss to the community he wants to talk about how he's never held his newborn son never once acknowledges the Sorensen family the Owen family the Duran family the Hospital family, the Kulik family, Sparks family. Never once. Well, it seems, it's Mordecai, nice that his resent is coming from the fact that he's ones. caught. A lot of people are sorry that they got caught, that they're facing these repercussions, but not for the act themselves. I don't know why he did this. I told you Very that. good observations from, from you guys. Thank you. But actions define a person. It's that simple. You can stand with the Bible in your hands all day long and profess to be the finest man under God that you can be. But when you drive through a parade route and roll over children, 
children with band instruments to the extent that your vehicle heaves up and down. Your intent is known, Mr. Brooks. It doesn't have to be guessed. It's known. You don't have to stand and wonder as he claims to. For him to keep going after he drove over those children in the band and have Jackson Sparks fly off the front hood of his car, lifeless, and keep going. And have Jane Kulik fly off the, light, the hood of his car, run her over, and keep going. I'm not going to go on. You get it. You need to look in the mirror, Mr. Brooks. If you want to accuse me of practicing my closing <coughs> argument, you need to look in the mirror, sir. Your actions are that of a murderer. You murdered these six people. You endangered the safety of 61 others. There are 68 victims in this case, folks. That's not an accident. That's not a, gee, I woke up one day and don't know how I found myself in this position. If you have some explaining to do to your children, Mr. Brooks, I recommend you do it. Now, members of the jury, the duties of the parties and the court have been performed.